Today on Strategy Simplified, we have another installment of our new coach interview series. These are conversations to hear from someone who's been through the process themselves, one of our coaches. We'll learn about their background, journey to consulting, what they're up to now, and their case coaching philosophy. Up next is Ryan Smith, an ex-BCGer who left the firm to move into a strategy role in finance. I hope you enjoy the discussion. We are excited today to have with us Ryan Smith here on the Management Consulted Strategy Simplified podcast. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? Very good. Glad to have you on. Excited to have the community learn a little bit more about you and your path. Uh, Would love to kick us off with some fun questions, get to know you a little bit more personally. So Ryan, to start us off today, what is a career that you could have gone into but didn't? You know, thinking back during my first year in business school, you know, as I was going through the interview process with, you know, the consulting firms and things, I was also looking for, uh, you know, other plans outside of consulting just to kind of diversify my options. And I was put into contact with a company that funds search funds. And so they were looking for, you know, people to, you know, look for a company to acquire, run it for a couple of years and exit. And at the time, I didn't really know anything about that. And so I was in talks with this company and, you know, I was getting more and more fascinated as I was hearing more about it. But, you know, about halfway through the talks, I got the, uh, the offer from BCG and, you know, that was my dream job. So I decided to take that and not really continue anymore with the, with the search fund. Uh, but, you know, that could have been really fascinating. Um, you know, I've thought about it a couple times, times since, but, but I would say, you know, that's something that, you know, I don't know if they would have accepted me or not, but that's something that, uh, you know, I think about from time to time. Mm, absolutely. So I'm, I'm intrigued to dive in there a little bit more, but before mm-hmm. we get there, uh, let's, let's get one more personal question in here, which is, would you be willing to share with us? What's an item on your bucket list? Yeah. Yeah. So I love cars. I've loved cars ever since I was a kid. And so, uh, you know, an item on my bucket list is I really want to drive, you know, an exotic car like on a track. And I've been meaning to go to the, uh, the, the Porsche Experience Center in Atlanta, where you can take one of their cars out and drive them on the track. I've been wanting to do that for a while now, but I just haven't had the chance. Uh, but that's still high on my list, and hopefully I'll be able to do that soon. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, let's dive back where you were just a second ago. Tell us a little bit more about your pathway you know, pre-BCG and, and kind of what got you there to, to join the firm? Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So, you know, I'll start, you know, pretty far back. I'm originally from the, the Maryland area. I grew up there, uh, stayed local for undergrad, went to uh, UMD. And while I was there, I started like a small laundry business like where I pick up and deliver, you know, students' laundry. And I ran that for, you know, a couple of years um, while I was in school and then, you know, post undergrad for a while too. Uh, and then after, after a little bit, I was, you know, looking for a change and I was talking to one of my good friends and he was in the, uh, the recruiting industry and he was telling me about it and it seemed interesting, you know, like a lot of client engagement, you know, which is one thing I really liked about, you know, having my, my own small, small business, um, you know, and the, you know, commission based structure was something that was fascinating to me too. So, I decided to make the jump there. I uh, did 
you know, recruiting in D.C. and in Charlotte for the next few years. And, uh, you know, when I was in Charlotte, um, I was, you know, looking for, you know, something else, you know, something, uh, you know, that was more kind of strategic, more kind of cerebral. Um, and I actually stumbled across uh, the show House of Lies. And I was like, wow, that's a really interesting, you know, job. I should, you know, look into that. And, you know, I looked into it, um, you know, was really like fascinated at the the options, uh, you know, within consulting and decided to, you know, really go for it. So, you know, I just hunkered down. I, uh, you know, studied for, you know, the GMAT, did all those things and, um, you know, went to Darden for business school, UVA. And uh, decided to try my hand at consulting. And luckily, it all worked out. And I landed at uh, BCG's uh, DC office, which was a great experience. Mm-hmm. So were you lucky enough to get that coveted summer internship and try it out? Or was it a two-year recruiting process for you? Yeah, I was, I was one of the lucky ones. Uh, so I, I did get the, get the summer internship. So I got to try it out for those 10 weeks. Loved it. And, you know, was looking forward to starting after my second year. Mm-hmm. When you think back to your own recruiting process, mm-hmm. um, what's something that helped make you successful in that journey, you think? Honestly, I think, you know, the, the, the biggest thing was being able to, you know, be myself. Mm-hmm. You know, that allowed me to, you know, really connect with the with the company representatives um, and really forge like strong relationships with them. A lot of the the people I met during my recruiting process, I'm still in contact with and I still talk mm-hmm. to, you know, I mean, it was, it was tough to kind of fight the urge to be so, you know, buttoned up and, and things like that when going to the recruiting events. But, um, you know, being able to kind of like be myself, let my personality shine through, I think was, was really huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so for folks with a similar pathway, uh, wanting to break into MBB, what can they do to set themselves apart in the process? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, thinking back to to my journey, like the big catalyst was going to, to business school, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, granted, that's not really an option for a lot of people, depending on the stage in their life and stage in their career, to be able to, you know, take two years off and, and, and do that. Um, so if that's not an option, you know, I'll say the next best thing is to, you know, just network and talk to people, like just, just do it, you know, nonstop, right? Like I, I have a lot of people book sessions, uh, you know, through management consultant with me where we don't do casing. They just ask me questions for an hour. And I really do think that's a great use of time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, get to know as many people, you know, in the, in the industry as possible, you know, pick out the firms you want to work at, you know, just reach out. People are happy to talk to you. And then, you know, after that, what I would do is I would craft your story so that your you know, prior experience uh, really meshes well with what these companies are looking for. Um, you'll find that, like, it doesn't have to be anything business related necessarily if you're making a big pivot like I did. Uh, we all have a lot of experiences that are highly applicable to to consulting. And um, if you craft your story the right way, they'll see they will see that, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, I, I love how you talked there about the opportunity to just have open question time mm-hmm. with with your clients, um, uh, the opportunity to get these coaching services, which are outside of the case interview process, mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot to, to be learned there about 
what what is consulting? Is this the right space for me? What are the firms that I might be interested in? What might be a good fit for me? And thinking through the broader application and interview process. Um, so for folks that are just getting into the space, just getting involved and and checking this out, how how do you how do you introduce them to consulting? You know what? If somebody asks you that open question of well, Ryan, tell me about what a consultant does. Like what, what is the day? What does the week feel like? Uh, can you talk us a little bit through that? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, you know, the high level, the job itself can differ greatly depending on what kind of project you're on, right? I mean, you know, these firms work in every single space, you know, there is. So you can have projects that are, you know, quantitative, heavy, qualitative, you know, things like that. And, and you know, they can run the whole gamut. But you know, when I think about a typical day, you know, a lot of times people ask about, you know, the travel and, and you know, kind of what that's like. So I generally give them what, what a Monday, a travel Monday would look like. Mm. Um, so <clears throat> normal Monday for me, you know, I would, I would wake up, you know, grab my bag, which I always packed the night before because I'm not a morning person and you know, I never had enough time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pack it the night before I would head to, uh, you know, the airport or the train station um, I always had uh, projects that were within like a two to three hour travel time window. Um, so that was always, you know, pretty manageable. Uh, so, you know, on the way to the train station or airport and while on the train or plane, uh, that's where I would take the time to you know, really plan out the week. Um, I would see, you know, when the calls and meetings were, when we would, you know, brief the partner on progress on the project. Um you know, any, you know, kind of like deliverables that I had to do. Right. And then I would kind of back into what my week should look like, you know, what I should get done that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and so on. Um, that would, depending on the week, that would take a little bit of time, but, you know, with any of the extra travel time I had, um, I would just begin working on whatever it may be, you know, it could be, you know, slides, it could be, you know, analysis, analysis can take the form of, you know, it could be Excel or, Alteryx, uh, you know, depending on how quantitative your case is, um, or it could even be more qualitative. You know, there are plenty of times I had uh, kind of like interview modules where I would just talk to, you know, 20 different stakeholders and try to pull out common themes and things like that. It really just depends on on what you're tasked with. Um, you know, by this point, I would be, you know, getting to the client site and, you know, I'd get to the client site. Normally we would convene as a team, talk about what the week looked like, talk about each of our individual plans. Um, just so we're all aligned. And then, you know, from then on, I would just, you know, keep doing, keep doing the same stuff, analysis, decks, you know, meetings, whatever it may be. Uh, and then, you know, after that, you know, I would either head to the hotel and finish up or um, there's generally at least, you know, like a team event, you know, each week. And it could either take the form of, you know, a workout, a dinner, you know, something else, like whatever it may be. Um, and that's, you know, can be like a, a typical day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you think back to your time at BCG, uh, what sticks out as something that you really enjoyed? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, the the team dynamic is something that I, I really miss. You know, I mean, in my role now, you know, obviously, you know, we have like a, a team and, and things like that. But it's a little bit different when, you know, you have a, a team of like five to six and you're away from home and, you know, essentially you're all there to work on, on one thing. It's, it, you become very, very close and tight knit. And, um, 
that's it, it really feels to me it felt to me kind of like sports you know like like feeling like you're on like a sports team like being being that close looking out for each other and that camaraderie is something that you know i really really enjoyed mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely we'll be right back after this quick message maximize your chances of landing a top 10 consulting offer by joining black belt management consultants premium case prep program in black belt you receive one-on-one mentorship and prep support from a former McKinsey, Bain, or BCG consultant like the one you're hearing from today. Your coach will develop a personalized plan for you and guide you through drill-based coaching sessions. Black Belt also includes expert resume and cover letter edits because case prep is only so good if you don't get the interview. 80% of Black Belt's land offers, which is why it's the world's most effective consulting prep program. If you're ready to quit wasting time in your prep process, join today. Learn more and register at the link in this episode's show notes. Now, let's get back to the show. You, you spent a few years at the firm mm-hmm. and um, then decided to leave BCG. Um, what what made you decide to step away and what have you been up to since? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll start with the second piece. What I've been up to since uh, I currently work at Fannie Mae and their strategy and insights group. Um, so I uh, just kind of lead internal strategy projects, uh, you know, at, at Fannie Mae. Um, really enjoy it and have a great team that I'm working with. A lot of ex-consultants, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a, been a great switch. The reason why I knew, you know, it wasn't it wasn't really like a clear decision, you know, that, you know, OK, it's time for me, time for me to go. It was more uh, like a phase. You know, um, I was thinking about, you know, what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to transition more to, you know, something finance related. I really, you know, like numbers. I like, um, you know, the markets and all that, all that sort of thing. So I wanted to, to do something that was closer to a line to that. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not like I was actively looking by any means, but, you know, this Fannie Mae role popped up. Um, my manager right now is actually a former Darden grad a couple of years before me. And so, you know, he just called me one day, uh, you know, we were talking and at this point I wasn't 100% sure I wanted to leave, but, you know, those talks happened over, you know, two months or so. And during that time, there were like a couple interviews and things like that. And um, at the end of those two months, I was like, you know, I really do think this is, this is the right role for me to jump into, you know, it checks kind of all the boxes that I'm looking for. And, you know, that's when I decided to, you know, to make the move. It was, it was tough, you know, and definitely took. I definitely wavered a lot, um, but it was like a long process and it was the right role for me. So that's why I decided to jump. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so it sounds like it was a little more emergent. It was a little more opportunistic. That's that right. You didn't feel like you kind of tapped out in the consulting world, yeah. but you just, it was a great opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Um, so how have your consulting skills, that time at BCG, how has that helped you in your current role now? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 helped me a ton. You know, a lot of times when when people, you know, whether it's like, you know, clients or anyone who's interested, uh, ask me about, you know, the skills, they they tend to skew towards the the quant skills, right? The analysis, you know, Excel and things like that. But, you know, in reality, while those, you know, definitely help. And those are definitely important. Um, and you for sure use them. The things that have helped me the most tend to be, uh, the soft skills. So, you know, things like stakeholder engagement, 
right? You know, being able to lead a project where you have, you know, like 10 or 12 different, different stakeholders, being able to manage all of them, you know, and, and actually push the project forward, like effectively is, is a skill that is, needs to be learned and, and honed. And that's definitely helped me, helped me a lot. Um, I think the, the second thing is, you know, the ability to, to craft a story and dissect a problem. You know, it's it's one thing to have, you know, the analytical horsepower to be able to, to solve the problem. But that doesn't really help if you can't like tell the why or, you know, tell the whole story behind it and, and you know, why they should take your recommendation. Right. And so being able to, you know, really go from beginning to end and, you know, tell the story, you know, talk about the analysis so it makes sense to everyone. That's also a skill that has really, really helped a lot. I would say those two things are the biggest differentiators um, that I took from BCG and apply now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, I, thank you so much for sharing about your your pathway to BCG, your time there, um, what it's been like for you after you've left. And mm-hmm. in addition to your day job, you are a coach with us here at Management Consulted. You mm-hmm. work with various clients who are interested in getting into one of the top firms, not only BCG, but right. uh, across the board. So mm-hmm. what's the process that you run your clients through to prepare? Yeah, yeah. I mean... You know, I, I get clients at different stages in their casing process, but, you know, my favorite is to work with someone who has no experience with casing, right? Because then they don't have an opportunity to develop, you know, bad habits or like, you know, we don't have to backtrack and things like that. So, you know, if I get, you know, a client who, you know, is new to casing, like, hey, you know, I want to try out for consulting. I don't really know anything about the case interview. Like, can you help? The first thing I start off with is talking through, like spending a significant amount of time talking through like the flow and cadence of the case itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the different components and how to transition between those those components is, is huge. And that's easier to teach up front, you know, before they they start to really hone in on on, oh, you know, like if I get an exhibit, how do I, you know, go through that and all that sort of stuff? Because mm-hmm. what I found is people can be really good at, at you know, the isolated pieces of the case. You know, they can be good at structuring the problem, developing a, a MISI framework. They can be good at, you know, reading exhibits and and going straight into, into quant. But the case can get choppy and a little awkward if they don't know how to transition, don't have that flow down. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing we go through. And then after that, you know, dive into... Uh, framework. You know, you have to start off the case right. You know, you have to have, you know, a solid framework to kick off the case. Um, and so that's where, you know, I start first and talk through, you know, the the theory of it, like how to think about it, you know, what goes through their mind as they're thinking about it, and then kind of like guide them, you know, on their own path to being able to, to, to structure it. And then after that, you know, I just kind of hone in on whatever, you know, piece of the case um, they can use improvement and everybody is different. You know, some people are better at some things, others are better at others. And so, um, you know, the process from there on out gets very, you know, kind of bespoke depending on the person. Absolutely. That customized approach where you assess the strengths and weaknesses of that person yeah, and try and, uh, get them proficient across the board. That's right. Right. Um, now as you work with your clients and as you think about the, the recruitment process, 
in your experience, what are some of the top qualities that most successful candidates possess? Yeah, yeah. So this kind of goes back to, uh, you know, the answer I gave about, you know, what what I got from BCG and how I apply it. But mm. the two things that, that a successful candidate possesses, in my mind, are one are those soft skills that I spoke about earlier. And the second is creativity. Um, with enough practice, everyone can learn like the like how to case, right? Everyone like all the like doing a framework, all the quant, um, you know, all the math. That's very very teachable. You can you can definitely teach that. You know, the amount of time it takes for some people may differ, but I guarantee everyone everyone can learn that. The soft skills and creativity are much much harder, uh, you know, to teach. But those are things that can really differentiate you like during the interview process, right? I mean, as much as the interview is about, you know, them assessing, you know, your problem solving skills and, and things like that, they're also looking to see, you know, do I want to work with this person, you know, day in and day out, you know, and um, there's, there's no shortage of people, you know, who can case, but it's much harder to find someone who can case well, who you would also want to spend a lot of time with, like working together, you who can see being on your team. Um, so that is hugely important. The way that looks or the way that manifests, you know, within the case interview is, you know, enthusiasm, you know, engagement with the interviewer, uh, you know, like different things like that. It's, it's, it truly is a soft skill. Um, second piece is, is creativity. So, you know, within the case, you know, it's like, like I talked about before, there's definitely a flow and a cadence and there's, you know, components of it. It's very structured. You know, um, but creativity, you can really, really add a lot of value. You know, I mean, you know, take the, the framework, for example, um, you know, frameworks generally, like, you know, look the same as far as structure. You're not really incentivized to do anything too crazy or unique because the interviewer doesn't really know how to, you know, how to assess it. And that's a huge risk in an interview. Right. But, you know, if you have, you know, creative context underneath each bucket, you know, the buckets can look the same as somebody else's. But if you have more creativity underneath, like the interviewer will remember that, you know, um, I think an off like an overlooked piece of the case is the brainstorm. Right. You know, a lot of people, they kind of it's like a box to check more or less. But I think that significant time should be focused on the brainstorm, because if you come up with ideas that the interviewer, you know, hasn't heard or hasn't thought of, that's an easy way for them to, you know, finish up at the end of the day and remember your interview specifically. And it's a great way to, to, to add points and, and get the job. Mm-hmm. There's, there's this stereotype, this generalization that BCG is going to expect you in the interview process to be even more creative, <laughs> quote unquote, than the other firms. Would you say uh-huh. that there's any truth to that? Um, you know, now, now, granted, I've never worked at, you know, a, a Bain or or McKinsey, but I would say, you know, internally uh, at BCG, creativity is highly, highly valued. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, there is a, a big incentive on being creative and coming up with creative ideas. And, uh, you know, the, the partner team or management is, you know, in the case setting is definitely open to hearing things like that. So I felt mm-hmm. very um, uh challenge to be creative and coming up with with ideas and solutions. So I would I would guess that that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Ryan, I'm sure that there are people at this point who are wondering uh, how they can 
get more involved, how they might be able to work with you directly. Um, at this point in time, kind of uh, when are you often free and how could they how could they work with you? Yeah, yeah. So normally I'm free, you know, um, pretty early in the morning and evenings, uh, you know, during the weekday. I'm on the East Coast, so so Eastern time. Um, and then I have some availability, you know, on the on the weekends as as well. Um, but if someone doesn't see the, you know, some time slots that work, always feel free to reach out. You know, you can email me at Ryan at managementconsultant.com and, uh, I'm sure we'll be able to find some time to, to be able to, to work together. Absolutely. Ryan, we really appreciate you taking the time to share your journey and what you do here at Management Consulted. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Want to grab some coaching time with Ryan? Make sure to check out his current coaching calendar in the link below. And all of our coaches are ex-MBB consultants and interviewers. They've been extensively vetted and they only coach with us here at MC. They'd love to help you mock through full interviews, drill in the areas you need extra help, or just sit with you and answer your questions. You can find a link in the show notes or read more about our offerings at managementconsulted.com. Also, do you have a question about breaking into consulting or anything related to the field? If so, we'd love to answer it on the podcast. Email a question or better yet, send us a voice note to podcast at managementconsulted.com. Either way, make sure to include your name, location, and question. Send it to us, podcast at managementconsulted.com. We'll see you next time.